everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. This episode is called Prussian Blue. It's not the episode that aired last week, but it's another Natalie. We found a replacement Natalie that's less sad and less sexual assaulty. So, yes, good. More poisony. A good old lighthearted murder. Well, this is actually. This is a rare one, and we'll know why later. I exactly, but yes, all yes. Watch the other one for sure, and also possible hidden meanings in this one, which we'll get to later too. Oh, but I'm excited. Also, completely forgot what I was going to say. Prussian blue, go. Oh, have we seen it? Yeah. Have we done this? You know what? You're not the first person to ask that. A couple people on Twitter thought we did also. So it's either a Mandela effect type situation or we did and both of us have amnesia. No, no. I mean, I know I've written notes for it. Well, we were going to do it at one point, but then we... Why did we switch? I don't remember. What was the other episode that aired next to it that we chose instead? Un- unsure. I'd have to check, but I'm probably not going to, to be honest. When did this air? You're going to tell us right now. Maybe that'll give us a hint. Yes, I am. Oh, right now. Right now, now. <laughs> this aired Thursday. Oh, it was a Thursday episode. Maybe that's why. Maybe we picked the Friday episode instead. We usually pick the Friday instead. Mm-hmm. But it originally aired years before, I think. Right. But because I had seen it before. I recognize the hottie doctor. At least I found him hot. He was my boyfriend. Yeah, I'm sure he was. January 14th, 2021 is when this aired most recently. Season 29, episode 22. My only thought is that we had maybe that was, we did take a break, but I think we took a break in December. Take so a it, break. I think, yeah, you might be right. I'm very curious what was around it hmm. because I don't know why I had notes for it. Like we were going to do it. Yeah, we were going or, to do it. You're sure it wasn't the other scenario, which is that I assumed this would be the one we were doing. And then you're like, no, no, we're doing this one. No, I remember a text you saying, are we doing poison or this one? And whatever this one was. And I said, this one. And I think I didn't tell you that I had already done notes on poison. There you go. (laughs) There you go. So I know this episode very, very well. That's exciting. So we jump right in in this episode. It starts unlike most Datelines where we get a Tony, is it Tony or Tawny? No, that's like Tawny Katane. Tony Enclave or Dateline subtly shades town by saying things like it's old glory was now rusted along with this mailbox that we are going to do a close up on for five seconds. It jumps right into the action. Who is Tony Enclave? That's an adjective and a noun. Are you saying Tawny Enclave? No, I just said, is it Tony or Tawny? I think it's Tawny. Tony Enclave sounds like a self-help guru. I mean... Hey, everybody, it's Tony Enclave. Put your hands in the air. I can't see you. Are you feeling happy today? You in the back. You in the black shirt. Sir, how are you feeling today? I don't know if they do that. Do they do that? Do they single people out in the audience like Bianca Del Rio? Do they like... Point at you and ask you how you're feeling. Tawny. 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 <laughs> Why is it that lady so seductive? 
Why is she saying it? Why is she half whispering it? Anything half whispered is seductive. She's trying to seduce us with the word Tawny slash Tony. Tawny. I'm still going to say Tony because like Tony, Tony, Tony. Or like a self-help girl. Yeah. Tony Enclave. Who, who, who? Who is ready to reach their full potential? (laughs) That's right. Get enclaved. (laughs) No. 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 Anyways, we jump right in to shots of an ambulance and the classic dateline, which is the view when you're on a gurney, like the camera is on a gurney looking up at the ceiling tiles moving through the gurney cam. Very dramatic. Mm -hmm. An ambulance arrives at a San Diego emergency room. Did I say Natalie Morales is the host here? I did say that, right? You did not. So this is, you said it briefly that at the beginning that this was a Natalie This is a Natalie. Episode. Welcome to the team. We're so excited to have you. We love you. Welcome. Nickname forthcoming. Nickname forthcoming. We're still working on it. Mm-hmm. We'll let you know. This woman arrived. She's near death. She couldn't feel her extremities. Her vision was gone. Her name's Brigida Uto, 28 years old. We meet hot doctor Jeff LaPointe. Turns out, Brigida, I can't tell from your expression if you found him attractive as well. It doesn't matter to me. I did. Sorry, it didn't occur. I didn't know his first name was Jeff. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a Jeff, does he? Oh, no, he certainly does. When you said Jeff, I was like, okay, yeah, that's right. (laughs) He also seems like he could be a self-help guru. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Jeff (laughs) LaPointe. Ladies and gentlemen, our keynote speaker for Feeling Good Weekend, (laughs) Jeff LaPointe. (laughs) Get pointed. Point your life at your goals. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Get your <laughs> life on La Point. That's mm-hmm. it. Brigida had been suffering for months with nausea and pain in and out of ERs and seeing tons of doctors. Various doctors thought it was fibroids or cancer. One doctor said, get this, she had real bad menstrual cramps. Let me guess, that doctor was a man. Get to the La Point. <laughs> I'm royally ticked about this doctor right now i have to say that doctor needs to get fired yeah she needs to be hooked up to one of those machines that simulates childbirth pains or cramps and what machine is that they make these uh machines that trigger your muscles in your abdomen and they stimulate labor pains so that like men can know what it feels like or i think they can stimulate menstrual cramps as well is it for torture Mostly is for, it used in Guantanamo? For fun internet videos, from what I've seen. BuzzFeed type videos. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. I'm sorry. And side note, is Brigida one of the nuns in Sound of Music? No, she is one of the children of the Von Trapps. There we go. I was right with the movie, though. Yes. Brigida. Yeah. Okay. Then most of the nuns, I do not know their names. I believe it starts with sister, and then there is a second name. Yes, that's correct. Or there is a mother, and I believe her last name is Superior. Superior, yeah. And that's where we go. Yeah. She, Catholicism 101 by Kate. You're welcome. She was uh, stressed. Brigida was stressed. She had a toddler. She had a husband in the Navy, a new job teaching special ed. Any one of those things is too stressful for me on a day-to-day basis. And she had all of them. But this was more than stress. She couldn't walk normally. She was losing chunks of her hair. That is not your period, my doctor. Mm-mm. Wow. 
One day she called her mom and said she needed to go to the hospital. She could barely breathe. Her legs could not move or walk. She was in so much pain. She lived in a house next to her parents' house, kind of like a compound, but I liked the mom, so I didn't think it was weird. It's not like Brandon's mama, 90 Day Fiance or anything like that. They're also kind of out in the country, right? It seems like they're kind of rural, San Diego-ish. I don't know. We meet Dr. LaPointe who has his expertise in medical toxicology, which is rare for an ER doctor, but he was exactly what she needed. Thank God. And this is the one time that you need someone. Exactly what Kimberly needed. Who, oh my God. I really wish I could have rolled over that joke. <laughs> <laughs> you would have just repeated it. I it would have. It wouldn't oh, have mattered. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that, I think that this is one of those rare circumstances where someone is put in your life exactly when they need to be in your life. 100%. And if you believe in God, God put Dr. LaPointe there. Yeah, it's fake. Absolutely. He's like a detective, like Dr. House, but without the pill addiction and sardonic personality. Dr. House was the detective? He was basically a detective doctor. He solved medical mysteries. Did you not watch the show? Couple, couple times. Okay. You missed out. He was the detective of the body. Yeah. So LaPointe immediately thinks she's been exposed to a toxic, your toxic chemical. And the doctor admits the husband and their son to a separate hospital for observation to make sure they were okay. And he doesn't let anyone else in Brigida's room, not even her family, which is so smart because these killers will try to kill you when you're already dying. They'll like inject things in your IV bag when you're in the hospital. I've seen it in the movies. It, no, it happens in Datelines. Every poison case that I've ever heard where someone goes to the hospital, and generally it is a woman poisoning because they say, isn't it like a much more likely that a man is poisoned by a woman than by another guy? That's right, right? Isn't that I the- feel like that does seem right. Woman, I've heard that poison is a woman's choice of weapon. I think that's correct. So in that case, I feel like 90% of the cases we have covered that has that scenario, she is in the hospital somehow giving more poison while the person is in there. It's really sad. Or like this is Munchausen by proxy, right? Yes, 100%. The, the parent is actually making the child more ill while they're at the hospital. Yes, we've seen that too. Oy. Senior year in high school, Brigida met Race Uto. How is that a real name? He's also a runner, which is even crazier than Krentis the dentist. Yeah, that's... Or Proctor the doctor on 1,000 Pound Sisters on TLC. But if your name is Race, are you joining the basketball team or are you doing cross country? If you don't, you're an automatic failure to your parents. That's all I know. Like, no one can live up to that unless you're winning every race. Also, if you're not good at it... Yes, the peers, you lost that race, race. You're a race loser, race. Yeah, it would be torture. I mean, imagine if your name was like ballerina (laughs) and like you just couldn't dance. No, yeah, you had flat feet. No. Yeah, Mm -mm. I got lucky. I'm going to thank my mom for not naming me ballerina. (laughs) Because you're not good at it? Yeah, I'm poor. I'm on a poor to fair on the little scale. Okay. Yeah. So... Brigida stuck to the rules. Race was more adventurous. I kind of feel like you have to be adventurous if your name is Race. It's not like, where's Race? He's at the library. Yeah, Race definitely goes on hot air balloons. Yeah. Is that adventurous to you? 
Yeah. Okay. I would say, and I might just be thinking that because of the amazing race. <laughs> because... <laughs> But they don't usually go on hot air balloons. And around the world in 80 days, which is a race. I gotcha. That makes perfect sense. And it's a mad, 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 mad world. Like that, all of those are races. And so it's like. Um, it is fascinating to see your thought process here. Yeah. Right. I, it totally mm-hmm. makes sense to me. So he went to the Naval Academy and had to withdraw without graduating because of a hernia that never healed. Methinks no doctor told him he had just has period and need to get over it. And not just because he's a man. Good point. In 2014, they married and she got pregnant with their son. She loved being a mom. But then before her son turned two, she got sick. And now Dr. LaPointe has a chilling suspicion. We come to the chemistry class portion of the episode, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't mean the chemistry between myself and Dr. LaPointe. This is actually B-roll bonanza, but I'm going to put it here instead of at the end. Picture the board from Wheel of Fortune with the light up squares, but Vanna is going to press aluminum or helium. Would you like to buy an O for oxygen? It is a giant table of elements that is all lit up. And below the board is what looks like a dashboard, like it's a video game or like we're in the movie War Games and the only way to win is not to play. But then when we zoom in, each light up thing, like box is a real box and inside the box has samples of the element in it in glass vials or syringes or something. And then if it's like a mineral, there's a rock in it. It's, I don't know what the oxygen one is. It's just a can of air. I don't know. Where is this? Does NBC own this? Where, where is this? No, I don't know where this is. It feels, it, it felt like a science museum type thing. That feels like space camp. Yeah. That feels like something that is very cool and expensive. Super expensive. Yeah. I kind of feel like they just borrowed the footage from somewhere else. They must have. Yeah. Because that's got to be at NASA or that's like where you take a tour and learn about science. Yes. That might even be in Europe. That could be in Canada. I don't know about that. Dr. LaPointe is looking at toxic chemicals that could be causing Brigitte's issues. Things like arsenic and old lace, cadmium, which sounds to me like the chocolate eggs cadmium eggs. Sure. Or cesium, which I've never heard of. But the hair loss makes him look at thallium, atomic number. 81. It's a heavy metal, which made me wonder, did the heavy metal band Poison get their name after a heavy metal that is a poison? What do you think? Did I just do something here? I'll, I'll never be the same. Is that, do, is that possible? Did I just solve something that no one ever needed to be solved? Yeah. If you didn't, if they just picked it because it was cool, which they might have, right. just been nah, man, it was cool. The connection, A plus. Thank you. I'm giving you a. T- I'm giving you an excellent. I'm waiting for the tweets from people saying that's common knowledge, Kimberly. Poison was in a documentary in '89, and they confirmed that. But I didn't know that. I just came up with that on my own. And I didn't know that. And I'm the only person you have to worry about impressing because. My name's on the bank account. Thank you. There we go. (laughs) You would just cut me out if I wasn't coming up with these gems. Because I signed the check. (laughs) 
I got to earn my keep this so week. you need to have one a year <laughs> to keep it going. One a year. This one might last you two years because it's very it's that good. good. So there you go. So thallium was discovered in the late 1800s. And then Dr. McCutey says they, I'm not going to say that. That's gross. No, you're not. Says no. they started using it medically. So basically, if your child got lice, you'd essentially poison your child so their hair would fall out to kill the lice. Sorry, who was doing that? Who's doing that? Parents. When? People. At what, society, what time? 1800s. Okay, well, that makes sense. I mean, it was wild. Natalie Morales is subtly horrified. I'm sorry, weren't people also still throwing urine out of the window in buckets in the 1800s? So what's fair enough? It's a fair Having you lose all your hair because of poison would give anyone trust issues with their parents. My mom poisoned me, not because she had Munchausen like a normal situation, but to get rid of my lice that Kathy from school gave me. Unfortunately, I also went blind in the process. So you win some, you lose some. What are they doing in the 1800s? The lice are gone. So bonus. You might need to discuss these issues with a therapist. BetterHelp is a great place for you to talk things out with the help of a licensed therapist in the privacy of your own home. You can start communicating with a therapist in under 24 hours. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, but you can also send a message to your counselor at any time. Like you're a doctor and you're on a time crunch to save someone's life, but also Janet keeps stealing your yogurt from the fridge and it's driving you crazy. It has my name on it, Janet. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Counselors specialize in all kinds of issues like depression, anxiety, family issues, relationship issues. Your name is race, but you're actually quite a slow runner and you feel like you let your parents down. BetterHelp can help. It is easy. It's completely confidential. It's private. It is very affordable. What are you waiting for? We want you to start living a happier, healthier life today. As a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com forward slash dateline. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash dateline. Because isn't it time you got some better help? Ooh, you switched it up. I did. New year, new us. It's not that different. No, but. it's just sli- slightly different. Only I would notice. Thank you, BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp. Back to the thallium. Turns out it was also an ingredient in rat poison. Well, it's good you were giving it to your children, people. They didn't know. They didn't have rat poison back then, did they? There were just rats on the street. Urine, rats, any, just whatever. Dr. LaPointe says it was really good at killing things at the end of the day. Which is my favorite new line. He's very serious and I love him. He is serious and has a twinkle a little bit. Yeah. So thallium was banned in rat poison in the 70s. So now hospitals have no way to test it because they never see people poisoned with it. So you have to send it away to a special lab and it can take days. But Birgitta is dying now. So Dr. McDreamy becomes Dr. McActivist. Katie's shaking her head. He's trying to rush the test. He's going to make it happen. Also, there's a part in this interview where the doctor and Natalie are talking and someone on the set clearly drops a metal sheet that sounds like people who would make lightning noises if they did Dolby sound effects. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but he doesn't flinch. He just keeps going. And it reminded me that I forgot to mention it a few weeks ago, but in the woman in the bar episode, when we're talking to the guy who works at Dirty Al's, dirt, was mm-hmm. Dirty Al's, there's a cell phone ping that goes off during the interview. And I, oh, yeah, that's right. Why, I don't know why any other show, they would just have the person redo the line, but Dateline keeps it in. I don't know why if it's to keep it real. Oh, I think that guy was a tough interview. Yeah, they, he wouldn't do it again. Like, I already said it. You want me to say it again? He was like, I'm on my break. I have literally four more minutes. I got to <laughs> polish off this hoagie and I got to get back to it. Sorry. I, I don't know why I made him from Jersey. Yeah, that but was it's weird. more effective. But I'm enjoying all these little outside noises. It's a fun little game for me. Okay. Play along. Because the episode isn't enough. She's dying, I know, Kimberly. I need more She's to make it entertaining. She's been poisoned. You don't need more. I need Stop. more to make it entertaining. That shows how jaded I am. So Yeah, that's not good. Dr. LaPointe wants to be ready with the antidote if the test comes back positive. And now we continue with our science period. Today's science is a double period. The anecdote is called Prussian blue, which kind of makes you think, why is this episode called the thallium mystery because that's the actual mystery but i think prussian blue just sounds cooler more mysterious to some people it might to to people on this podcast it made me think this episode was going to be about something very very different probably a lot of people might not know what you're talking about do you we're gonna get to it at the end oh we're gonna do it at the end okay Fair enough. We're going to talk. We will talk about it and I will give information. I have some outside information specifically <laughs> oh, good. on that. I have some knowledge as well. I have some updates. <laughs> oh, good. So we've seen this pigment in paint, Natalie tells us. And then she says, yes, paint, which I love when Dateline hosts do that. It's like they think we didn't believe them the first time. And they're yeah, like, she LaPointed at it. It was great. Yeah, it was very good. Very smart, Natalie. <laughs> like, they are sure we've asked the question, and they are giving us the answer. We believed you the first time, Natalie. I, I actually didn't, so that's fine. I thought they were going to tell us about the color and be like, but this is why it's called this. But actually, tell the fine folks what. It's a paint. It's a pigment. It's blue. It's been used in paint since the 1700s. We are getting history lessons all up in this, as well as we are chemistry lessons. My two not good at subjects in high school. And it's also featured in Van Gogh's Starry Night. Now we're getting art class. Our doctors learned in 1965 that Prussian blue could be used as an antidote. How? How? Did someone eat it? That's the lesson I want. How did they find this out? An accidental eat because it looks so pretty? No, see, I feel like this is like a Louis Pasteur type situation. This is an incredibly smart chemist or scientist that came in and looked at the properties of both, just happened to be studying the properties of paint. On the side, just like for fun. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then had previously studied these properties in poisons. And so yeah, there we go. that makes sense. So what it does is it speeds up the elimination of certain poisons. But in this case, you need pharmaceutical-grade Prussian blue. You can't just go to Michael's or Joanne's. So it's very hard to find. The doctors called the Navy. They called the CDC. Finally, they found a confidential storage site in L.A. Apparently, it's very hard to get Prussian blue because it's also an anecdote for radiation poisoning. 
And so the government keeps it under guard, stockpiled in case of a nuclear attack. I had thought those iodine tablets that I got from Amazon were, that was what that was for. But apparently, no, I'm screwed. But super glad the government has our backs if there's a bomb. They never screw things up. So I feel good about that. We're going to be just fine. Okay, I'm not going to tell you then that 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 is for people that aren't us. (laughs) So you know how in the movies, it's like these six, the the earth is going to be on fire. The bunker people, the people who have the bunker. 6,000 people get to go on a big boat. Not us. That no one knew about. Our podcast is not that popular yet. But this was fascinating that there is this mysterious bunker that they do take us to. Yeah, we have footage. Here's, okay, was it just row upon row? It was stacks on stacks of Prussian blue. Yeah. But was it other stuff too? Or was this just a warehouse? I think so because there were signs that said, warning, radioactive materials present on the doors. Very secret, Illuminati, top-notch, high-security, Area 51 stuff. And we got to see it. Okay, second question. Is Prussian blue hard to make? Why are we stockpiling it? Why don't we just kind of continuously- Pharmaceutical grade, I guess it's very hard to make. And also the government would question why you were buying so much Prussian blue. None of their business. It's one of those things that's tracked, I bet. But also, I just want to point out, again, this is a Dateline episode. This would not be a good episode to play along with our Dateline bingo because I did not put nuclear bomb on the bingo cards. Nuclear option. Yeah. So then we meet John Gill, who's a special agent with the FBI. He specializes in weapons of mass destruction. He gets notified right away about the case because in the past, thallium has been used as an assassination weapon. Again, we are still talking about a Dateline episode against Mm -hmm. former spies. So now this mild-mannered agent, Gill, who just is, I can't think of another description besides mild-mannered. He says that on top of all of this happening, this is days before President 45 was going to San Diego to talk about the border wall. So high security is happening. Basically, Dr. LaPointe, is on every watch list now. He's in too deep. Because he's asking for this antidote, Prussian blue, which is apparently super high protected in a compound. And used for assassination things. So this isn't like rat poison. No, this is what Russia uses to kill journalists. Got it. How are you getting it? How would you have access to thallium? Well, we're going to get to that. So... Dr. LaPointe has triggered all of the alarm bells, every watch list, you in danger, girl, and I'm super stressed. One thing I've been doing to help with my stress is Best Fiends. Oh, yeah. A challenging match three puzzle game that's one of my favorite guilty pleasures. It's relaxing to play because it doesn't have a ticking clock that makes everything explode at the end if you don't solve the puzzle by then, you know what I'm talking about, where your hands start sweating. I can't with those, but it's also challenging. I love how you can pick it up at any time and play. If you have a few minutes or a few hours, you can play it casually as little or as much as you want. I've been making a lot of progress lately. I'm on level 2021, the same year as the most redemptive year of our Lord, hopefully. Oh my gosh. I passed level 2020 really quick. 
I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> Best Fiends is the infamously impossible to put down puzzle game that's free to download. There have been over 100 million downloads. It's five star rated. All of us can't be wrong. Plus, levels and challenges are added every day, so you're not going to run out. You collect cute new characters all the time. You'll never be bored. I went on Twitter today to ask everyone what level they're on. Cindy, who we love, she's on 843, which is super impressive. Just not as impressive as mine. But Jeannie and Lynn and Liz are so far ahead of me that I am shamed. Super shamed. And now I have so to you take have it to into take high gear. Cindy down. Right. And then, and then I was okay. taken down. It was karma. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But good. We all have to start somewhere, Cindy. And 870, oh 843 gosh. is nothing to scoff at. And you're a great person. No one wants to hear we all have to start somewhere. That is the <laughs> worst. Started from the bottom. Now I'm on level 2021. 20, you'll get there. Oh, you'll get there. Keep on trucking. And you know what? You'll just. To- if not, Tony on place. <laughs> and Jeff will point, get those guys out of here. They are going to show you the light, Cindy. <laughs> Best Fiends! (laughs) Download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. You're my best fiend that I ever had. I played with you such a long time. You're my sunshine and my guilty pleasure. My level 2021. Ooh, you're my best fiends. Yeah, I was having trouble with the tune in my head. I knew I was off, but I couldn't. You only at the end. Up until then, you were right. You just needed to close the deal. Yeah, I couldn't close it. Deal was closed. That's why I'm not as high as all those other people. Jeannie and Lynn and Liz, because I just can't close the deal. Thank you, best fiends. That's why you got to get in on these seminars. Yeah, I know. Always be closing. (laughs) Thank you, Best Feeds. (laughs) The tests come back and Brigida has been poisoned with Thallium. More than 1,000 times the acceptable limit. I love that there's an acceptable limit. It is like the acceptable limit of fingernails and rat poops in cereal. Right. I know. There's always stuff like that. It's just you don't want to know about it. No, I do not want to know what the acceptable limit is. I'm sure that there is like thallium in banana nut muffins, you know, just for no reason. Yeah. A hero hospital staffer drove all night. I'm so off tonight. My throat is just not good. Pretend I sang that better. To get Prussian blue. This hospital staffer, what an exciting job, I have to say. You know, that day was like super memorable for them. I hope so. I hope it wasn't like a task. That No, was just- this is saving a woman's life and you got to drive all night. That's so, I love it. I mean, hospital staffers are heroes any day of the week, let's be clear, but especially here. Absolutely. But yeah, this is a special circumstance. It, it is exciting. The FBI agent, Gil, arrives to meet Brigida. She thinks maybe, because now she's able to talk a little bit, she thinks maybe she got it from holistic treatments in Mexico or at the school where she works is really old and maybe had old rat poison there, which is terrifying. Okay. But how would you get that much girl? Like, you know, right. Were you licking the floor where the rat poison was? (laughs) Detective Brad Farr, who is also very good looking. Everyone in this episode, good looking. I'm sorry. His name is Brad Farr. Yeah. Like Brett Farr. (laughs) Brad Farr, wherever you are, 
<laughs> Sorry. Do you think people do that to him? I don't think so. I would never have thought that, but it's I like it. I like it. Okay. He is checking out everything. He goes to the school. It turns out there's been some teachers that were sick the year before, but it turns out he stresses very carefully that that wasn't related at all. So I'm assuming they are in a thruple and we're playing hooky together. There we go. Right? I wanted to know the way that he said it was so... Pointed. La pointed. La pointed. That like... You knew that it was good because he had a little bit of a smile and he was like, it had absolutely nothing to do with it. But it had and something like, else to do with something else that I can't talk about. <laughs> Please do tell What did it have to do what with? What did it have to do with? Because, yeah, I felt that too. There was something there. Oh, I love it. So a hazmat team searches Brigitte's house. They don't find anything. They consider that she was poisoning herself. No, they're just, just no. That's about as dumb as the period yeah, theory. Yeah, The detectives and the doctor come to a sinister conclusion, which is a great Dateline title, and I can't believe it hasn't been used already. I mean, mm. it's good. Also, the word sinister, not used nearly enough. Diabolical, we hear all the time. Sinister conclusion has not been used? I don't think so. But isn't that good? That would be a great title. Hmm. The doctor says it's a poison that you could get away with. Don't tell Dateline viewers that, Dr. LaPointe. Mm -mm. Don't do that. Mm -mm. The doctor shows Natalie scans of Brigitte's digestive system with thallium in it. So he thinks someone is feeding it to her, which is why he banned everyone, including her family, from her room because he's smarty pants. The doctor mm -hmm. isn't sure he can save her or if she'll even be able to walk again if she survives. But she survives which makes it a rare dateline where no one dies. Yay, Brigida. I am so excited. I love these. You know I love these. And yeah, she the is so cute. Her hair has grown back into a really cute bob, and she looks really healthy. Just... Yeah, her skin looks good. It's like, it's not, you know, when someone looks like that has that sallow, like, I mean, what she looks like in the hospital, she, her skin is a, the wrong color. It's not supposed to be gray. And so I think... It just really, she's got such like a nice smile and stuff. It makes you really, really, you're rooting for her anyways, but you're really rooting for her once she starts talking. You're like, okay, she's great. She woke up from her kind of, she was almost in a coma and she couldn't walk or see at first, but her vision slowly improved. But now she has to face the fact that someone tried to kill her. She tells the FBI that she has no known enemies but the FBI guy knows that poisoning is usually personal. So Brigida started to think, who was it? Which one of my family do I need to be afraid of? Like, if I get out of the hospital, are they going to come after me again? Should I never eat anything that I don't prepare myself ever again? You'd immediately start to go, who is it? I would think it was my brother. I'm just going to say. Don't know why. Well, that was my first instinct. Sorry, Matt. Oh. Sorry. Okay. He wants the inheritance. I it's gotta be. Oh, I would guess Ralphie, but that's fine. For sure, Ralphie. If he was talented enough. Yeah. Here's the weird thing is that we are getting interviews the, this entire time. Our main interviews are with, besides Dr. Jeff LaPointe, is with her mother, Brigitte's mom, and her sister. And her sister 
is great. She's a great interview and she's very worried. So we've already met these two people that we know it's not. And there's very clearly someone that we haven't met in the interviews up to this point. And Oliver's in the background while I'm watching this going, well, where's he? <laughs> well, how come we haven't met him yet? Oliver I'm like, knows. Well, there's probably a reason. Yeah. Oliver. Yeah. But also, I don't think you have to think very hard. I think it's more that you know and you have to convince yourself. I think she's super in denial and... As a lot of people would be. Every, yeah. Everyone on Dateline we see. So yeah. you probably have to open it up to all sorts of possibilities because you don't want to face the actual possibility that is staring you right in the face. Because she's not working at this time, right? Was she working? She was working. When she got sick? As a teacher, yeah. As a special ed teacher, yeah. Okay, sorry. Oh, that's right. Her son is two. For some reason, I think her son is like a baby and she's on maternity. Okay. Would you think it was someone from work, maybe? Oh, that's interesting. They never say that, but I, I'm wondering who I she- mean, who you have to wrong a coworker pretty badly. There was one dateline, or was it a date? Someone is going to help me out with this. It was a water cooler murder. Someone actually poisoned someone at the water cooler in their office and got a bunch of people sick. Really? Yeah, and I can't remember if it was a dateline or another something or a podcast or something, but- I can't, and I can't remember if it was over a man or something, why they hated that person. Wow. Obviously, they were crazy, but. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I would think. No, I would obviously think it was the husband. I've watched a lot of Dateline. So, investigators talk to the husband, Race, and the investigator says he had some tears, mm. which is, was that shade? Yes, because some tears is clearly not the right amount of tears, or you would have said he was crying. Oh, yeah. Well, he had some tears at the hospital, but not when they came back and talked to him Right, later, right, right. When she was, yeah. But some of the medical staff had said his behavior was odd at the hospital, which is on the bingo cards. There we go. Brigida doesn't think it's her husband at all because he's the one who took her to the doctor, so he must be innocent because she doesn't watch Dateline because they usually do take you to the doctor because they need to try to look innocent. So Natalie asked Brigida, when you were getting sick, and she's being so sweet, she's kind of leading her, did he care for you by bringing you food? It's Mm. like, yes, he did. But food is love. I totally get it. That's sweet that he brought her food, unless there's poison in it. However, this is when we learned that Race had a strange hobby. Okay. Well, I feel like that it's not a strong enough word, strange. Like I've seen my strange addiction. It should be called my crazy banana pants, insane, wacky, mind boggling addiction. And that's what this hobby is. I think it. we should just call it my hard to watch yeah, exactly. TV show. Exactly. My I'm extremely uncomfortable addiction. I did okay with one because she was just really liked the blow dryer when she went to bed. She had the blow dryer on. (laughs) She sleeps with it. Yeah, that one was okay. (laughs) But literally every other one, they were just kind of too gross. It was like the gross out factor was really high on that show. Yeah. So, okay. Race had a strange hobby. He collected plant seeds that are used to make poisons. What the what? Brigida, girl, 
I have a question for Brigida. Is this a new hobby? Because that's bad. Or is this a hobby that he had when you got married? Because that's also bad. Is this an actual hobby or are they just saying hobby in a very loose term? Like, <laughs> Right. Is Do other people share this hobby? Because you could say the guy on My Strange Addiction who is makes love to his car is a hobby, but no, maybe other people don't share that hobby, so maybe you wouldn't classify it as a hobby. I don't know what the actual definition of a hobby is, but I'm sure there are non-traditional hobbies that very few people share, but... A hobby would be like, like, yeah, if you worked on bikes, if you were, didn't work professionally on a bicycle, but you like to tinker with old bikes in your spare time, that's a hobby. So then technically collecting plant seeds that are used to make poisons could be a hobby because it could also be a profession, but he's doing it casually in his leisure time. This seems like a collection like a stamp collector, that's also a hobby. Stamp collecting is their hobby. So seed collecting is the hobby. But the collection. it is seeds specifically that make poisons. Why? It's incredibly race? suspicious. Why? Why would that not be the first thought you had unless she didn't know that he had the hobby at all, which goes to your question. Did she know before they got married or was this a new thing? But if it's a new thing... It's clearly because he wanted to murder you, right? But if it was a hobby when they got married, why did you marry him? I This is like if he collects ventriloquist dummies and makes them talk to you. That's dresses not, them no. up in your clothes and makes them talk to you when you're making no. love. No, why do you keep adding when you're making love to everything? How about dresses them up in your clothes, has them talk to you, stop. Stop, full stop. That's it. You don't need this. Ex That's like that game where you play in bed. No, don't need that. This just, that's enough. Here's the thing. I have a feeling that she knew he collected rare seeds and that maybe some of them could be poisonous. I think that this is a dateline embellishment is what I'm trying That's to That's possible. Get at. Or he only collected the poisonous ones, but she didn't know that. Right. The thing that concerns me also is that they have a young toddler and toddlers are known for putting things in their mouths. Which makes me think that she thought he was just collecting seeds out in the garage or where have you, and she didn't really know about the poison. And if she did, she insisted he lock them in a box. I would hope like so. Like a gun. Yeah. That's what I would think. So the FBI guy is super suspicious. They go to search the home and Race is fidgety, wearing sunglasses inside. They never explain why he was wearing sunglasses inside. Was he high? Why did they mention that, but then not explain? I thought maybe he was wearing eyeliner. Did he have a black eye? Why is? Why are you mentioning it? Full winged eye. Full. <laughs> it's a cat eye. They ask if there's any suspicious searches on his phone, and he says, oh, no. In fact, I recently erased all of the searches on all my devices. Okay. You can mark suspicious Google search on your bingo card for that one. Uh, there you in go. Race's car, hidden in the hole for the spare tire, they find, because that's a normal place to keep things, they find exotic seeds and acetone. Ooh, I don't like that. Maybe he has an addiction to wearing nail polish and he was embarrassed. And I think it breaks down the seeds. Like so they the turn into poison. Will you like put them in the acetone so they like peel away? 
acetone eats through stuff. Mm -hmm. So now Brigitte's sister tells the agents, my mom saw Race throw something in the dumpster earlier today. So the sister jumps into the dumpster and the FBI agent calls her a great junior agent, which is adorable. And she fetches the bag. In it is receipts for the seeds, some filtering systems, purifying devices, evidence that he had tried to make ricin, that's terrifying, and solutions and seeds that make poisons. One of them is from the suicide tree of India. In his devices, he thought he had erased his devices, but he didn't. These people don't watch Dateline. I would know for a fact that I'm incompetent in actually erasing my devices. So I wouldn't even try. I would just hand over my devices. I'd be like, yeah, I erased it, but I know you're going to find it anyways. He doesn't, he thinks he or actually take them to it. a person. Yeah. A hacker. I don't know. Alan Cumming in sneakers. Is that what he does? You just take it to one of those guys. That's a deep pull. Is it a deep pull? You sneakers. How is sne- How is sneakers ever a deep pull? Sneakers is like right on the, tip of your mind at all times. <laughs> okay. So in the devices, he finds, they find two books. What were they? I was thinking about what would be on my phone. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's I was like, Stone. What would be on my phone that would be so adult Harry Potter fan fiction? And Madeline goes to Paris. What, I don't know. <laughs> what's, what's another book? I can't even think of a book. He has the criminal poisoning and the poisoner handbook, which had me thinking, are those sold on Kindle or do you have to go to the dark web for those? Can you buy them on Kindle and say in parentheses on your payment for school essay, for spec script on Agatha Christie novels? No, because scientists study this stuff, right? So he's obviously buying them from like science websites. And then the Poisoner's Handbook looks like a bartender's handbook. So that's just some like cool niche thing about poisons, but it doesn't actually break down how you make them. I'm sure it's just like an overview of the exotic poisons in the world. It's some, you know, I'm a goth. I'm going to have this book on my coffee. T- it looked like a coffee table book. It was, The cover art was way too fancy. But they don't find thallium. So that does not totally answer your question of how someone gets thallium. Maybe he, but he had at this point had several days to get rid of any thallium before the FBI go to his house. At least a week even. I really wanted to know. I was, you had led me to believe that I had missed it in one of my two viewings. No. So they don't actually. They don't actually find it, it, but I think it's clear that he just got rid of it. No, but how did he get it? I think, I don't know, it's from a seed? Yeah, Dateline doesn't really explain that. But I'm assuming it's from a seed. And so he probably did do dark web for that mm-hmm. weird thing, yeah. right? Yeah. He met some guy named Travis, the dark web. Yeah. Who sent him. Didn't we have a Travis? Did he meet Travis from Arizona? With the- he was the granola guy. He was the gluten-free granola bar guy. He's selling like the granola has the seeds in it. There we go. Okay, we just found Travis's real hustle. We figured it out. Solved the puzzle. So they don't have enough to arrest him. Shocking. I feel like they have plenty. Because who else in her life has anything remotely connected to poisons? Wow. But they do warn Brigida, stay away from your husband. She says, I want proof that it's actually him. Girl, Brigida, we love you. Come on. It's him. It's him. 
So I feel really bad for her because you're just you have a baby or like a toddler. Yeah, I get it. I, I don't the detective. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. I know because I feel like we would know, but we're not in that situation, so we don't know. We also watch a ton of Dateline. This is something that, like, yeah, that's a great point. The detectives keep digging, and they find out that surprise, surprise, to no one who watches Dateline, Race was having an affair with a woman that he told his wife was dead. He was bringing his son around the woman so much that the son was calling the woman mom. Nope. Oh, my gosh. Nope. Also, doesn't that get tricky when the kid starts talking a little more? When he starts saying things like, no, my other mom. No, it doesn't get tricky because Brigitte was supposed to be dead That's by true. then. That's true. Great point. So he doesn't care. He acted like he was a former Navy SEAL and he told her he wanted to work in the FBI dealing with poisons. Irony. Basically, Agent Gill's job. Oh my gosh. Then they find another girlfriend that he had told he wanted his wife to get hit by a bus so he could get sole custody. And for some reason, this girl kept dating him. Come on. Raise your standards. What are we doing? So they bring him in. Investigator asks casually about his hobbies. He says, I surf. Also, I study poisons. He says he would never hurt his wife. They tie him up to a lie detector. Now we meet the good-looking prosecutor. Didn't I say everyone was good-looking in this episode? He says that Race was super confident that he had passed the lie detector, but he had actually failed miserably. And so he folds like a cheap suit. I'm sorry, but his lie detector footage is some of the best. Did you kill your wife? Pause, pause. No. (laughs) He's trying to like, control his breathing and his heartbeat. He totally is. Did you have anything to do with He read a book on the dark web, how to pass a lie detector test. And he's doing a terrible job because you're not supposed to make it seem unnatural, dude. And instead he's like, no, no, totally deadpan. It's not a lie if you believe it. So he- And you know what? That's the message that we're going to give the audience. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for coming. Check under your seats. He admits it all. He really does just cave that easily. He says he can't remember when he started poisoning her because it was all a blur. Except he does remember that he first put the thallium in a sandwich, an egg and cheese bagel sandwich, which sounds delicious. That's just not right. Except for the thallium. How do you, do you sprinkle it or mix it in with the egg when you're cooking the egg, maybe? I don't know what the texture of the thallium. Is it a strong flavor? Bacon is a strong flavor. So like, yeah, I think you'd, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Well, you don't need very much. Remember, we're talking one gram. That's true. So. The second time he threw it in soup. So casual. I threw it in. You're supposed to make meals with love, race. Not just throw it in. The secret ingredient is love. He says he put the amount based on Brigitte's weight. So he thought that one gram would kill her after a couple times, but she didn't die. So he bumped it up to five grams. But he didn't factor in Brigitte's will to live and strength. And in a very cute moment, Natalie asked her about this and she's very humble. Like, no, it was the doctors. It wasn't me. I'm not that strong. It was the doctor's. No, you're strong, girl. Really cute. And I'm glad that Natalie keeps pushing it. And it's like, no, you're being modest. They, The doctors told us this was because you had inner strength. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't even know if Brigida knew she had it until this minute, but yep. They arrest Race. They ask him if he has anything in his pockets, which made me laugh so hard because I was expecting him to be like, oh, just Thallium. I mean, no. He had a Game Boy. Yeah, he-, he had a Game Boy advance. <laughs> he pleads guilty to three counts of attempted murder. He gets 21 years to life. I hope it's life because he's cold. Oh, man, I hope so. He deserves to be i can't the poisonings are just so brutal you're watching the mother of your child slowly die over a period of time oh yeah did they go into the judges what the judge said to him in the trial when he's being sentenced no oh the judge like laid into him and was like you did this because you were having an affair and it was too messy to just divorce your wife the judge calls him a monster oh that's great yeah Brigida's mom is mad, but she also is glad that she lived next door because she feels like Brigida might not be alive if she didn't live so close and wasn't on top of it, which is amazing. Brigida now remembers the moment when he made her the infamous breakfast sandwich. Her son climbed up on the bed and wanted a piece and Race was like, no, don't give him any, which is always suspicious. It happens on every poisoning episode. Just that's when you don't eat it. That's when you say, I don't. 100%. I should not eat this either. And you should every time get, hand it out to your toddler like you're going to do, uh, watch <laughs> watch him and see what happens. And then you know it's okay to eat. Yes. There you go. Make your toddler your royal tester of food. Yep. There you go. I love it. I think that's safe, actually. I think that's a great idea. Oh, I'm just going to give him some first. Is that okay? If you're worried about being poisoned. Great idea. Great idea. Brigida says that emotionally she doesn't really trust people anymore and doesn't trust her own judgment, which is sad. But I think she's learned a lesson. I think I think she I, th- I get it. I, I get that's a she- hard lesson to learn. I mean, what's the point of that lesson? That's like one of those things where you're like, what I needed to learn this. lesson no. for what? No, now she just avoid being poisoned again. I don't know. Ugh. God bless Brigida. She believed their marriage that marriage was forever because she was raised very religious Catholic. And Natalie asked her, how do you feel about divorce now? And she says, oh, I love the idea. That was a cute. I love Brigida. And yeah, then very sweet. Natalie and her go for a run because she loved to run and she can run now. They didn't even think she could walk and she can run. Also, his name is Race, which is still funny to me. Also, I've never seen that on a dateline ever. I've seen a walk and talk and I've seen Mank playing pool with somebody he was interviewing. But I don't think we've I we've never seen any physical like exercise, really. Also, Natalie's in full on workout clothes and they're both in full on workout clothes. They're not even huffing and puffing. I'm out of breath doing this podcast and they are jogging and talking about possible murder. It's amazing. Good for them. Heroes. Brigida has now gone skydiving and she's being really adventurous. She's living life to the fullest. Love it. Good for her. She's a hero. She is. Much like Tanya and Bex, the two California ladies who we are dedicating this episode to. Oh my gosh. Who also what? own a something, own like an ice cream shop, Tanya and Bex, and it's got artisan ice cream. What are the flavors at Tanya and Bex? Peppercorn, lavender, like, <laughs> you know, all the good stuff, Ber- bergamot, 
Not thallium. Nothing. There's no thallium. There's no dangerous seeds. No, no seeds. But is there an oxygen bar at their ice cream shop? No, they're not pretentious. They just like specialty ice cream. Okay. There's a difference. There was an oxygen bar on the season finale of Salt Lake City. Of course there was. You need to really catch up on Housewives. There's always (laughs) always an oxygen oxygen bar. bar. Yes. Tanya and Bex, we love you guys. I hope that you are staying safe from old buildings with rat poison and are aware of your husband's hobbies. And uh, you're anyone's hobbies. I don't, we don't know anyone's what their situation husband, is. Husband, yeah. wives, best friend, mother, podcast co host, anything. Podcast co host. Just be yeah. careful out there and don't wind up on any watch lists because we need you to be our Patreons. And also, now, if you're in California, see if you can figure out where that stockpile is. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> you have a test. And can we get some? Because my iodine tablets are not doing it for me anymore. And if you know Kimberly is concerned, <laughs> I'm concerned. just we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Really appreciate it. California knows how to Patreon. Thank you, ladies. We don't have a promo swap this week, but I do want to say really quickly, we did a promo swap for the orange tree. And for some reason, our promo ended up in every single one of their episodes. I don't know how that happened, but thank you for the clerical error. Loving that. It's great exposure for us. I don't know. Pam told us she's been binging and we are on every single episode. It could be just a targeted ad thing, but I just have a feeling that they put it in every episode. I don't know. But regardless, it's not what I'm about to say. When we did our promo swap with them, I said that I loved about this podcast that I was halfway through that you kind of know who did it already. And that's very refreshing because of so many unsolved crime ones. Because I just finished Tom Brown's body, which was mm-hmm. is unsolved. I was wrong. We basically know who did it, but it's totally flipped. I didn't, I knew nothing. Basically... I thought I knew everything about the orange tree. I knew nothing. You know what was weird is when you said that, I almost actually took it out because I was like, that would turn me off to a podcast. I would not want to listen if I knew the whole time who the... I mean, it doesn't matter sometimes, but like... You know, like sometimes you want to... Like like what I always say about cold justice is I wish they had an ad at the beginning that's like, this one's unsolved or this one is solved because sometimes you're in the mood for closure. Sometimes you're not in the mood for closure. You know, like sometimes you want more mystery. Sometimes I guess I guess if I tend to listen to a pod, something long, though, I don't mind either way. I'm invested. I I am investing all this time and then to not know at the end frustrates me, I think. Oh, that bothers you. Okay, so maybe they do need just a little seat. But they tell you at the very beginning who goes on trial for murder. They tell you. So I wasn't spoiling anything, but... It's not exactly as it appears to be. But it's going to change. Okay, good to know. And I want to know what you guys think because I asked on Twitter and no one knew what they thought. We all don't know what we thought. So. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay. It's good. It's only like six or seven episodes. Highly recommend. Anyways. Can't wait. B-roll Bonanza. Besides the giant table of elements, what do we have? We have... Natalie and the doctor walking in the beginning in the hospital. He he a, does a walk by himself as well. He kind of sorry, struts. we have a female doctor at the beginning. Oh, a female doctor, I see. Yeah, walking in scrubs. My question was more about the actual filming of, I guess it was a walk and talk, but all the B-roll in the hospital, 
There's not, I guess there's not a ton of B-roll in the hospital. There's the walk and talk. There is. Is that disruptive? Well, are you in yes, an ER? Where are you? I would think it's kind of fun because the people there are like, finally, we're like on Grey's Anatomy. But I think most of it seemed to be standard B-roll that they had borrowed or bought from some. It was like slow footage of an IV drip and wires and then like a slow-mo POV shot of someone walking into a patient's room. But the walk and talk. But the walk and talks and all this stuff with Dr. LaPointe. Uh, that's all seems to be in an office in the hospital. It must have had to be on a very slow time and the ER. Whatever like the slowest time is. I know ERs are really busy at like two in the morning. It, they had to right. probably pick a time when it was, they don't want to disrupt the doctors who are saving people's lives. Yeah. But great point. We also see people painting, someone painting blue swatches of paint, Starry Night by Van Gogh. Yes, by Van Gogh. So should we just go ahead and get into what Prussian blue is now that we're on Van Gogh? Sure. sure. On Starry Night. Sure. So Kimberly and I have a very different memory of Prussian blue because if you don't know, Prussian blue is also the name of a white national, I can't say it, white supremacist. Mm -hmm. There you go. Musical act, I guess you could call it. It is two young twin sisters. Lynx and Lamb. Lynx and Lamb. And their mom put them up to this. And they were on the circuit for a while. And they would play all the big white nationalist events around the country. Mm-hmm. Their songs are creepy. I don't know if I would recommend Googling pictures of them because they are very scary looking because of what they're wearing. They like to wear those little German drundles or whatever they're called, the dresses. You know what I'm talking about. The the little Heidi dresses, which is creepy. Oh, I thought you meant the happy face with the Hitler mustache. And then they have happy face t-shirts that have the Hitler haircut and mustaches, which is probably their most prominent picture. It is really creepy. And they are blonde and blue-eyed. Beautiful girls. Our our friend Alex (laughs) introduced us to the fact that Prussian blue was a thing. I think he thought I looked like one of them. That is exactly why I didn't want to say that. So (laughs) I was a lot blonder then in college. He used to tease Kimberly. And so Prussian Blue, though, unfortunately, the reason they call themselves Prussian Blue or the reason the mom named their group that is because that is in the camps in the gas chamber. The gas that they used would leave a residue that was that color. Right. But Nazi, I mean, Holocaust deniers, quote, Prussian blue all the time to say that the Holocaust didn't happen because they say that that residue is not found in the gas chambers. It's found in the delousing chambers. And they say that that's proof that they didn't actually gas people in the concentration camps. Wow. It's totally BS. There's plenty of facts to back it up. But was that it? Was I wrong? Was it not the right? No, you're exactly right. The reason, right? Yeah. Um, and that's but that's part creepy. of why they call themselves that because they feel like the Holocaust didn't really happen. So these girls are who are like 12 are saying, yeah, the Holocaust, it's not really doesn't add up. It's not really real. Again, force fed all this stuff by their parents. But the good stuff about the girls 
Yeah. They're out. Yeah. They have denounced white nationalism. They're done. They also are. They're out. And part of it has to do with like one of them had medical problems and started using medicinal marijuana. They both did. Okay, they both did. But one did. of them had actual cancer. Um, and then, and yeah. then And started using medicinal marijuana and that changed their views about a lot of things. And they totally renounced what their mom taught them and realized that they were just girls and were kind of pawns in this and were taught all this propaganda and good for them. I'm really excited for them. Yeah. That's, that's great. I hope that's all true. And Yeah, because Alex sent me an article about how they had come out, like gotten out years ago. And yeah, I, but because they were young. This is, they were 13, 12 and 13 when this happened. This was like 10 years ago. Yeah. So, but it's still, oh my gosh. Their album was called For the Fatherland. That was one of their albums. It's creepy, you guys. It's really using young girls as like, white supremacist, like, pawns. Yeah, to perform in front of, like, white Nazi men. And to recruit other young people. That was the main purpose of them. So the Prussian blue, like, I started laughing when I saw it. I was like, oh, no. Oh, yeah, I know. I did, too. It's all I can think about. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, it's literally all I can think. And so I got really scared that this was also a neo-Nazi episode. I'm like, oh, my goodness, we're going to get into it. This is going to be deep and dark. No. He made me a bootleg CD. I remember. And like, but didn't want to give them money, obviously. So he somehow Mm -mm. illegally downloaded them. No, I never listened. I was afraid it would set my, being a Jew, it would set my stereo on fire. Yeah, I would be afraid that it's like one of those things that like then Satan enters your heart and you're never the same. (laughs) Like the ring? It's like the ring through a CD player? Or you're like possessed by the ghost of Gerbils or something yeah, like something yeah, bad happens yeah. to you. Oh, that totally horrible. I don't know if the yeah. technology is there yet for that to happen, but people are working on it for sure. Oh, the technology is there with Satan. <laughs> okay. You never know. That's the devil. I don't know. Speaking of, we were wrong about the satanic stuff in um, that one episode. Again, um, is this the is this the Katie the Katie was wrong? No, I was wrong How, as well. We both were. Apparently, there's a big difference between the Church of Satan and the Satanic Temple. So one of them does not at all follow Satan, but that name is extremely misleading. So I don't blame us for that at all. First of all, who said Satanic Temple and who said Church of Satan? When did either of us say those things? Well, we were talking about the the Satan's the Satanists. In that one episode, the solstice one. But we never said the Church of Satan no, or the Satanic Temple. No, because we didn't know the difference. I don't, I don't know about those things. Yeah. So Those are the two religions that have Satan in the name. But one of them, and I can't remember which one, follows Satan and one of them doesn't. Horrible name. Totally misleading if you don't follow Satan to name your church that. I'm just going to say that is on them for the misunderstanding. I don't blame us at all. But I don't understand how there was a misunderstanding because we never referenced those. Well, we said that Satanists believe in Satan, but apparently not all Satanists believe in Satan because some of them belong to this one church that does not believe in Satan. So if they're called the exact same thing, then we were very clearly talking about the ones that do, in fact, worship Satan. Yeah. Not the other ones from the Church of Satan that worship someone named Satan. (laughs) It's Satan, which is like tofu. Like a spice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's it's, it's a vegetarian um, dish. Highly recommend. No, it, it's one of them and one of, it, it's so confusing to me. We did not know. 
does one of them have the A with the E squished together? <laughs> I wish. Does one of them have that letter? I wish. That would be, what do they call that? What is that called? That would be amazing. No, they're both still the same. One is called the Church of Satan. One is called the Satanic Temple. And did we insult someone with that? No, no, I don't think so. But we people were just trying to educate us. And I appreciate it. People try to educate us literally every day. I'm sure there are many more that we're wrong about. Okay, that thing is called. Yeah, what is it called? I feel like it's like an umlaut. Like it has a weird name, like an umlaut or an ampersand. I bet it has a really cool name. Or is it just called IE? AE. To rhyme with the word I. Okay, but this is saying, but for whatever reason, it's usually pronounced as E. I can't. That's enough of that. I'm going to call it. Give, what's it called? An amper lot. This says minuscule, colon, A-E. It's a character form from the letters A and E, originally ligature representing the Latin diphthong A-E. Well, what is it? I don't know, but I love the word diphthong. You're a diphthong. <laughs> it has been promoted <laughs> to the full status of a letter in some languages, including Danish, Norwegian, Icelandic, and no, we- Ferozi, Fishwa, Faroz, Fezwa. <laughs> F-A-R-O-E-S-E. It's pronounced foie gras, Katie. It's not. Fershi. This is a Sersha type thing. I'm telling you right now. I'm looking at it and it says F-A-R-O-E-S-E. What language is that? Hmm. Forsha. I don't know, but it's a name of a gal who lives in Beverly Hills. It's like Portia, but it's fancier. I don't know where the Faroe Islands are, but... Is it Celtic? Gaelic? I would really like to know how to pronounce Ferosi. I really would like to know. Someone's going to tell us. Ferosi. Okay, sorry. We need to move on to titles. Yes. Unless you had other things about fashion police. There was a fashion police. Oh, also MVPs. I think the episode was filled with MVPs. The doctor, the FBI guy, the sister, the mom. The only loser of the episode who is not race, is that doctor who said she was on her period. Fashion police. I would have liked to have seen him. I know. So we could point and laugh. There's a, fo- point and laugh. There's a photo for Joe Rivers Fashion Police. There's a photo of Brigida and her husband at a holiday party. And it's clear that he thought it was an ugly sweater party, but it wasn't. Or it was an ugly sweater party and she decided not to participate. But there's a story there. Behind her dressed really, really nicely and him wearing an ugly sweater vest. And I'd like to know what that story is. Race Udo. Is that his last name? Mm -hmm. Race Udo. The story of bad taste. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh, bad taste. Yeah. Bad taste in the mouth. Oh, see, that's a good, that's a good title. Okay. I'm about to blow your mind. Are you ready for this? Okay. Yeah. Ferruiz. 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 I must have said it every other way but that. Ferruiz. I love that. The fair. The Faroe Islands, Faroese. I love it. There's a whole country that you didn't know existed. Well, I'm not surprised by that at all. I barely I know the one we live in. I am surprised. Okay. I'm just saying. That's shocking to me. So if, if that's to come out of the Satan thing, then now we know. Now it. we know. Now. It's important. The one fashion police, Natalie's outfits are very cool, just like Andrea's. They have a slightly different style. Mm-hmm. Just like all the hosts do. Mm-hmm. Like Dennis never dresses like Josh, mm-hmm. you know. But but I do, I like Natalie's style. I did. I liked them a lot. Yeah, I was a fan. She looks good in all colors. So titles, I know yours are going to be good. 
They're not. And it's surprising because we had some good words here and I couldn't, I, I was focusing on other things, I guess, mm. like Prussian blue, which now I've just, that's, you can't focus on that anymore. <laughs> I can't think about them. I'm glad they're better, but still. Prussian blue period. Oh, that's really good. Because they thought she was on her period. Yeah, I had one for that, but it's, but that's much better. Okay. I had the husband did it, period. There you go. Because I was mad. Yeah. But I think that um, Prussian blue period, I'm writing it down. Okay. That's the one. What about race to a cure? Yep. I had that too. I had racing to La Point. <laughs> that's not the same thing. Yeah. But I like it. It's not at all, but I wanted to incorporate both names. It's good. What about that girl was poisoned? I would love to accept that as a title, but you have definitely used that more than twice. So I still think it's valid. It's accurate. I am sure that if you did a Twitter poll, everyone would say it was valid. So yes, it's valid. Absolutely. Yay, Twitter. You keep it. We don't get any points for these, so it doesn't really matter. (laughs) I did the bad seed. Oh, that's great. That's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, it could have been called that. Yes, that was like a 100%. Real actual title. It's a dateline called the Oh, is there? Maybe there's not a dateline. I'm thinking of Bad Blood. There I don't know if there's one called The Bad Seed. There might be a dateline called The Bad Seed. Hmm. I feel like that's a Dennis. Dennis would do one called The Bad Seed. I'm also sorry. You can do That Girl is Poison as many times as you want. Thank you. It is a legitimate song. Anytime we have poison, I'm just going to get ready for it. But rarely is it the girl that's poisoned, I feel like. So it's even more accurate this time. Is it? I feel like we've had half and half. Maybe uh, half The only half. one that I can think that it's the man is definitely the woman we did for Double Date. Yeah. So now everybody should know that the NBC, the Peacock app yes. has released Dateline. Can you explain what's going on for people so, that maybe didn't read about it? Peacock is an app and a website and it has an all dateline channel now which it's not really the same as like a channel on the tv but that's what they kind of want it to seem like we're still waiting for an all dateline like actual channel but this is close enough for now i will just never be satisfied like eliza i'm sorry like angelica it is really cool it has a lot of i will never be satisfied you got it it has a lot of old datelines on it and It doesn't, unfortunately, have like the really old ones. And Dateline said on Twitter that the ones that are not in HD, which means they're like before a certain year, probably aren't going to be on there, which is sucks because those are the ones that we really want to cover because I have a huge list of some of my favorites that are all old ones. So we're still waiting for those. But it's still really cool. And the coolest part that I think about the app is that they have them kind of curated into playlists. So they have a Valentine's Day playlist right now with some Valentine's Day episodes and they have like greed or cheating episode, you know, and so it's like all themed. And so it's kind of cool. That's really fun. I love that. It's really exciting. So, and it's free. And how many episodes would you say are on there? I believe 30 right now, but they said there's a lot more coming. Oh, I'm excited. And I couldn't get it to work on my fire stick for a really long time. And then I did, I gave it a bang and I found a little workaround and now it's on there. So if you need help, contact me and we'll help you out. But it, it's on the phone. It's an app. Yes. Peacock, right? Yeah. Okay. It's an app, but you can have apps on your, your TV as well. Or you can just go to the website, the Peacock website. 
I have not set up a TV at my new house, so I have no idea. <laughs> but you know, like on Everything a Roku, on you have apps. So it's like that. Yeah. I don't know why I don't think of those as apps. For some reason, to me, an app is only on your phone or on your tablet. If it's bigger than that, it's not an app. I gotcha. That's a channel. That's a channel. Like I can't. Sure. That's a channel. That's a, No, that's probably the right terminology. That's right. Well, that was a very good episode. Natalie did a great job. I'm sure she did a great job in Oh my the gosh. Last- she kicked butt in this other one. She sits down with the killer and she pushes the killer and the killer like the demeanor, I'm not going to say who it is, like cracks for a second cuz they have this facade going the whole time and then she pushes like one too many times and you see it just crack just for a second. And then it goes back to normal and it's like you did a good job, Natalie. Super impressed. I'm happy she's on the team. I'm really excited. Yeah. It's great. It's great to have another woman. Yay. Yay. There's like a, just a couple tweets that I wanted to read from when this was on. Oh, yeah. Bravo Social said, okay, posted this link to an article that says this is fast. This might give us our answer. This might be the answer to the question you were seeking. Oh, how we got it? Eating kale. This is an article from Bustle. Eating kale in large amounts might lead to thallium poisoning, research shows. Well, but just another reason not to eat kale. <laughs> it, it, that's what Bravo Social said. I knew I hated kale for a reason. But it yep. says for high levels of thallium to exist in the soil in the first place, something, something, and then it cuts off. So I don't know what it said. You probably have to live in Ferruis. <laughs> In a place like that, where the soil is rich with thallium. How you say thallium. Yep, that's it. How do they say aluminum in England? Aluminium. Aluminium. And then... Vitamin. (laughs) Jateline posted this video about about thallium, and it says, medical Prussian blue comes in pill form. Then you keep watching. You're like, oh, okay. And it shows a jar of it. Then you keep watching. And then it shows paint being squeezed onto like a Petri dish, and it says... Never eat paint. That's really what worried me. And now makes me a little bit worried that doomsday preppers are going to get a hold of this knowledge and be buying like gallon things of Prussian blue that they're just going to paint themselves if there's ever a nuclear explosion. Just you see all these blue people. Prussian blue is kept behind the locked glass at Michael's like the Sharpies are for no reason. Maybe because people huff Sharpies. I have news about that. Do you know in other places in the country that they would not know what you're talking about? Really? Because that stuff is just out. Really? That's a California thing? I will never forget when I went to Lowe's and the spray paint is just out. And then there's big tester boards that you can test the can. What? But I feel like they have just a high pandemic of huffing. As they do, epidemic, I meant, of huffing. I would think even in the Midwest, there are huffers. I'm not in the Midwest. I'm sorry, in the East. I was shocked. Anyways, I was surprised it went so far as to have a place where you can test it. Jeez. Just spray it in the store. No masks out or anything. Well, everyone's in a mask anyways, but like, but seriously, isn't that bizarre? I was. Yeah, that's strange. I was very surprised. Anyways, I don't know about Michael's. I have not seen a Michael's or been to a Michael's. But off track here. Okay, is there any other tweets? No, that's it. That's all I had. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't look up Prussian Blue. They're (laughs) fine now. 
I was I maybe shouldn't have looked that up on my phone. <laughs> for school paper. I know. For Kimberly. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> if I'm on the same watch list as Dr. LaPointe, I don't care. Yeah, maybe your watch list will be his watch list. And then there we go. Mm-hmm. All signs are LaPointing to Jeff. <laughs> yes. To Jeff. All signs point to Jeff. Jeff. I love it. Jeff. That song is always stuck in my head when I hear the name. Jeff. It's from Bob's Burgers. When she falls in love with a ghost, his name's Jeff. It's a good Christian name. It's it's not. No, it's not. That's just what Gene says. That would be really funny if, like, the disciples were all renamed with, like, current names. Peter, Paul, John. Travis. Luke. Jeff? <laughs> Jeff? Where's Jeff? Did anybody see Jeff? Brad? Brad. Sean? <laughs> Cameron? Dylan? <laughs> Dylan. That would be really good. It make me happy. Thank uh, you, everybody, for listening. Follow us on social media. Consider joining our Patreon. You get bonus episodes every month, and our YouTube lives are really fun. And that's all. Keep wearing a mask and be safe. And... We'll talk to you later. You have to do it like it. We'll talk to you next time. Join us here. Reach your goals. And in the meantime, do it. Reach your goals. I want to say it like DJ Freeze. <laughs> Meet your full potential. Beep, burp, burp. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's all. This island also sounds like DJ. DJ Ferruiz. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Apologies about the dog barking outside and the wind advisory going on in my city right now. It is like I'm in Chicago. It is so loud. I think it sounds like thunder. And I checked online. It says wind advisory. And every single person in Chicago is rolling their eyes like, okay, L.A. Uh, (laughs) So... Thank you. I appreciate you. I see you and I appreciate you. Why? Because you said Van Gogh. Oh, were you thinking I was going to say Van Gogh? I was waiting. I wanted to hear if you had a little bit of the... I would never. there was not. I think that is the right way to pronounce his name. Yeah, but I can't. I'm not going to now. You know that I feel like an ounce of pretension is worth a pound of manure. And (laughs) that's from Steel Magnolias. So you know that I cannot... I don't even know how to pronounce Tony Enclave. So. <laughs> Tony Enclave. Okay. That's it. I do. It's like that. Take your success to the limit. Really quick. Did you buy iodine tablets? Are you serious about iodine tablets? Did you just let that slip on accents? For what? For in case there's a nuclear leak or something. Because there's a power plant. And Where? In San Diego the border of San Diego and Orange County. And I, I'm really nervous about stuff like that. I have a huge fear about things like that. Nope, you can't say that. Uh, uh, uh. You, have to, you have to send me a dollar. <laughs> and since I was a child, I've been very scared about that. So when I learned about iodine tablets, I bought some on Amazon. Adam, you have to move that to the end. <laughs> Fine. I'm prepared. Oh, my God. And I have a good earthquake kit.
But that's just smart thinking. You can't live in a van. I can, because then I could drive away from the nuclear leak. Here's what's crazy is that everything that you are afraid of is compounded by a thousand when you're trapped in a van. But I will be a brand new person then. I'll face my fears. It's a way to face my fears head on. Change. Become a Gryffindor, not a Hufflepuff. Or a grifter. Yeah. Same thing. We'll see. Okay. Same thing. All right. 